Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Easy Peasy Show. I'm Zach here with my co-host, Peyton. Hey, how are y'all? Let's let's talk about this weekend. Let's talk about some sports that happened over this weekend. We had a lot of stuff. Uh, football, more football. Um, did baseball happen this weekend? I want to be all inclusive here, but I don't know. Yeah, if the, the playoffs are going on. Okay, actually, cool. two game sevens now. Uh, game seven between Rangers and the Astros being played at this very moment, and tomorrow will be. Uh, or I, I, I say tomorrow. I guess when the listeners are listening to the game with the Astros and the Rangers will be over, and uh, the game with the Diamondbacks and Phillies will be tomorrow. Genius thinking by the MLB to put a game seven on the on Monday night football day. But yeah, um man. anyways, okay, I'm not here to judge. Um speaking of football, um you want to talk some college football first? I know we had some undefeateds go down this past weekend. Yeah, let me just pull um, up the schedule here just just to make sure yeah. I'm not missing anything. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna do the same, I can't lie. Um Let's see. Let's go back to week eight, please. Uh, go back to week eight. I can. Are you struggling? Oh, dude. Okay, this thing sucks. Oh, I'm on the wrong thing. I need to go back to scores. I was on schedule and it wasn't showing me anything. Hold on, I see why. Guess because I was on the wrong thing. Hmm. Um, if you want, we can discuss the Penn State-Ohio State game. Yeah. Uh, so, Penn State-Ohio State, kind of as we thought, um, an absolute defensive slugfest. Both offenses looked eh. Both defenses looked great. I think Penn State finished with, like, one conversion on third down. That ain't going to get it done. Um, James Franklin, I mean – I don't. I wouldn't say he's an overrated coach because this is what you've come to – you've grown to expect from him and so he's i feel like he's properly rated like when they're when they're favored he wins when when he's an underdog they lose but at some point you want i mean you would want the penn state and a top 10 matchup to at least be competitive and mm-hmm. to me it really wasn't competitive um i mean of course it was 20 to 12 final score but Penn State had absolutely – they didn't have a pulse on offense. So, um, yeah, props to Ohio State defense. Props to uh, Kyle McCord for doing what he needed to do. Uh, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. balled out with 162 yards. But, um, yeah, man, I, Penn State, great defense. Great, great defense. But, I mean, they're trash offensively. Yeah, well said. Um we move on to, I'm sure you get the schedule slash scores up by now. Oh, yeah. So, next one for me is the Duke at Florida State game. Um, yeah, I mean, Duke was in it. Riley Leonard uh, kind of out of nowhere. He was doubtful. It came out earlier in the day that he was doubtful to play in the game. And then, of course, you know, who's taking the first steps? Riley Leonard. No, snaps. Riley Leonard. So, um, I mean, Duke, that was a pretty uh, – Pretty clever game plan, I guess. Make make Florida State guess on him, but of course he was not himself. He uh, 
he couldn't really do he was very 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 limited running and passing the ball obviously he only threw it 16 times he didn't even eclipse 70 yards and he had a pick so um a really tough day for riley leonard and then he also got hurt and once he got hurt the tides absolutely changed in favor of florida state um as in the fourth quarter they outscored duke 21 to nothing so you you could see that game was i mean that was definitely a game that at the end of the half it was 20 to 17 duke and duke really jumped out to a 17 7 lead and um <laughs> it looked like florida state was in some some real trouble but Deuce Spawn got a big uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. And, yeah, it, it kind of rotted the ship for Florida State. Jordan Travis, uh, finally, Jordan Travis looked, looked – used his legs like we, we thought he would this year. Um, obviously, he had 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. That doesn't include – I mean, that does include sacks, of course. So, you know, the running numbers for quarterbacks are always a little bit uh, flawed. But – uh, he also went 27 to 36 for 268 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Finally, like I said, finally, um, he he, you know, he he puts together a performance like we thought Jordan Travis would. And uh, Florida State, not dominantly, but I mean, 21 to zero in the second half, and really just in the fourth quarter. But they didn't give up a point in the second half. That's really impressive from Florida State, especially against a Duke Blue Devils team who was really tough. I mean. They have two losses, now three losses, but wait, no. Now, no, I'm sorry. They had one loss, now they have two losses. Their only other loss coming to Notre Dame uh, by a touchdown in the final 30 seconds. Hard to uh, hard to argue with that kind of game. You win 38-20, cover the spread, which Zach and I did not think that was going to happen. But uh, it was kind of how I expected to go, close game, and then Florida State pulls away towards the end. Yep. Um, yeah, shame on Florida State. They kind of got some, um, some uh, what, do, what do you call it, points, uh, garbage time points, I feel like, at the end. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, Florida State looked good uh, for what it's worth. I know, yeah, the first quarter, uh, first quarter and a half uh, was a little sketchy. But, um, you know, looking ahead of Florida State's schedule, I, I really – there's a solid chance they go undefeated here. Oh, and yeah. And easily, easily make into the playoffs. I mean, with really – you know, you hate to look too far ahead, um, especially in college football. But, I mean, for what it's worth, their next toughest opponent, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know how the conference championship game works with the ACC. Um, I imagine they just play Clemson again. or No, Clemson actually, I believe, has three losses now. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, Clem- Clemson's um, booty. Yeah, that's right. I don't know who, then who they who they play in the ACC, then who's the next best team? Uh, Duke? Uh, Louisville. So in the ACC rankings, it's Florida State, Louisville, UNC, Duke, Virginia Tech, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Clemson. Clemson's below Boston College, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech. Mm, dang, and Miami's below expect. Clemson and NC State. Mm. All right. Well, so North Carolina then. I don't. Let me see how the. I, I can't recall how the ACC championship. Worth. I think it's you're a Florida uh, State division. fan, man. Come on, you're supposed to know how your conference works. I know, but I think they might have changed it up this year. Um, yeah, I bet they did. Let me see. I want to say it'll probably be. Uh, it'll probably be NC though. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it ain't like the SEC that's split into two divisions, so. 
Well, the I ACC, have to imagine. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, coastal and Atlantic. Oh wow, they really own <laughs> that yeah. the SEC needs to change their conferences to the south and the east. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it looks it's like pretty, they might have abolished funny. that. Might have, they might have abolished that. Okay. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. ACC will eliminate football divisions beginning in twenty twenty three. Okay. So um as of now, they'd be playing Louisville in the championship game. No, oh, fun. Yep. And that's, I mean, obviously, you, you circle two games left on Florida State's schedule, being Miami and, and uh, Florida. Two rivalry games. You never know how those games would go, but I do think they're better than both of those teams. Snooze fests. Hmm. Anyways, I'll move on to another game with some um... – some solid opponents facing each other. Bama and Tennessee. Yeah, uh, obviously Tennessee dominated the first half of this game, and it was a tale of two halves. Bama absolutely dominated the second half. Um, Alabama's defense really kind of woke up in the second half, uh, shut Tennessee out in the second half. It was 27 going into the half, so they finished on a 27-0 run. Very impressive by the Alabama offense because um, Tennessee's defense is no slouch this year, so – Props to them. Um, I, it, it's hard to see where the where the game went wrong for Tennessee, uh, being that everything was kind of clicking on all cylinders uh, in the first half. I don't I don't really know what happened. I mean, great adjustments by Alabama, but it, it's it, it's really shocking to see that there were no adjustments made by Tennessee. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of shocking. Like you said, a tale of two halves and um, like really bad two halves too. Well, I mean, you know. I'll say the first half, for as bad as the second half was for Tennessee, let me restart that again. For as bad as the first half was for Alabama, it wasn't nowhere near as bad as the second half for Tennessee. I believe I said that right. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know if Saban got off the bus or if Tennessee got on the bus um, at halftime. But, um, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. I don't know what wrong for well for Tennessee there. <laughs> like you said, it's it's kind of weird how a team that was clicking that well just, I mean, just straight up apart. imploded. Yep, it's it is kind of weird. Um, I think for what it's worth, Tennessee's still a good team. Uh, I, but I also think at the end of the day, Alabama was a better team to begin with. So I don't know. Um, I guess the end result isn't too surprising, but the way it got to that end result kind of was for both teams. I don't know. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And then for Bama, of course, you look look ahead now. Two weeks from now, you got the showdown with LSU. Um, really, I know Ole Miss is kind of in the driver's seat for the West right now, but being that they have to go and play at Georgia, um, that would probably be their second SEC loss. Let me rephrase that. Uh, assuming – not assuming. I don't want to assume that at all. But if LSU was, was to beat Bama – in two weeks, um, Ole Miss would take over the reins for the uh, the division lead. As of now, of course, they still have to play Georgia. Um, so that the West's pretty much wide open right now. Um, mm-hmm. LSU has to beat Bama to, to win it. They have to beat A um, and M as well. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, obviously, it's a huge match. Very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. These next couple of weeks are going to be fun for the SEC. Um, SEC West, more specifically. Yep. 
Um, moving on to Utah at USC. Um, probably my favorite game of the week. Um, Utah got up to a big lead. Um, USC kind of came back a little bit. I mean, they were up, I think, 14. And USC comes back with a, a pick six. They got from their defense. Um, and a huge punt return by Zachariah Branch sets up USC with a really, like, a 70-yard field. So, um, USC able to erase a 14-point lead, take the lead by one, only for Utah to just come right back and, and score. Um, really gritty last drive by by Utah as well. Um, Barnes had a huge 26-yard run. But uh, that's not the story of this game. The story of this game is now that um, – Caleb Williams is now 0-3 versus uh Utah in his career. Um there's still the there's still the thought that hey, he doesn't play well against uh elite defenses, didn't even didn't even throw for a touchdown, threw 34 times for 256 yards, completed 24 passes. So not overwhelming stats by any means. Um honestly was probably outplayed. Really, yes, was outplayed by Barnes, who was 14 of 23 for 235 yards, so 11 less uh, attempts, uh, about 21 less yards. He had three touchdowns and a pick. Um, obviously, that pick was a big one being a pick six, but, um, man, I, I see people trying to blame this game on the USC defense because they're saying, oh, well, all they needed was one stop. Well, mm, I hate to tell you this, but – uh. Caleb Williams did not play well in this game. Yeah, no, not even close. Not at least not the Caleb Williams at all. All of these um analysts are saying, you know, he's gonna be, which you know, me and you have seen the post several times now where it's like, you know, he's a mix between, you know, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers or something something crazy like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's paraphrasing, obviously, but um they might as well say that. Um, I mean, yeah, he didn't. I don't know. And the, and the, this is the dude who's supposed to be like the unequivocal first overall pick. But I mean, man, if it's if it if it's a big game by any means, I don't know. He doesn't show up. He he doesn't show up. He's serviceable, sure, but he's no Heisman, I guess. I don't know how else to put it in college terms. Yeah, no, he, he ain't he's special in big games. Heisman. No, and I've I've been saying this. I hate to say this, but I've been on this bandwagon. Caleb Williams ain't that guy. He's that guy as long as he don't play anyone worth anything. Yeah, he's that guy as long as he's playing Colorado's defense. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fair enough. Put Travis Hunter on the other side. <laughs> Caleb Williams is going to have 600 yards by half. Well, I don't know if you watched that game, but in the second half, that dude folded too <laughs> against Colorado. So that's fair. Mm. Mm. But um, I think that was I'm not missing any games. No, I think that was that was pretty much it. Uh, if you want to cover the Clemson Miami game, it went to overtime. Miami ended up beating Clemson. Two bad teams right there, but mm. I'm not I'm not that worried about that game. Battle of mid. Yep. <laughs> well, if, um, that's all you wanted to cover. We can really quickly move over NFL, cover some of that, maybe cover UFC, and then move on to our belated NBA uh, coverage. Yeah. Oh, well, one thing I did want to add, it'll be quick too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Heisman rankings now for week or well, after week eight. Uh, Jaden Daniels, number one. Um, Michael Penix, not number two. I'll say uh, JJ McCarthy, number, six. number two. I'll say JJ McCarthy, number two. Michael Penix, number three. Marvin Harrison Jr., number four. And, um, I'm we looking. want Ryan. Dylan Gabriel number five. I got Cam Rising number one. Hmm. Oh yeah, and by the way, y'all won't have to hear me blab about Cam Rising again this year since he's officially been shut down mm-hmm. for the season. He had a good run this season. Six benches warmed. Um <laughs> ten water bottles handed out per game. <laughs> <laughs> 14 let's go guys yeah exactly <laughs> anyways um well yeah if you're through with college i can uh, real quickly go over some nfl um i'll try and keep it short and sweet uh, and by the way at half at half the uh, score of the game going on tonight monday night football is 16 to 7 vikings are leading um, yeah, and now uh the rangers are just opening it up against the, the astros it's now eight to two in the top of the fourth yeah. inning uh that's that's Down with the Astros. Down with the Astros. They still only have one out in the top of the fourth here. Mm. It's only going to get worse. Oh, yeah, I know. I called this. I mean, as soon as I saw Christian Javier pitching tonight, um, I was worried, and my my concerns were absolutely valid as he gave up three three runs with only recording one out. So, yep, congratulations to the Rangers for making the World Series. Yep, deserved. That, that, that was my pick preseason. <clears throat> Anyways, hmm. Hmm. um, yeah, we'll, we'll quickly go over some of the games, some of the games worth mentioning at least. Uh, Browns and Colts, that game went down to the wire. Uh, Browns are able to uh, storm in storm in late, able to get a touchdown and um, shut the, shut down the Colts. I believe the Colts had a turnover in their final drive, which um, gave up any hopes of them doing anything. But for what it's hmm. worth, Gardner Minshew had a solid game along with Josh Downs. Um, Downs had like five catches for 100-something yards. Uh, only reason I know that is because he was on my fantasy team. He was an awesome waiver wire pickup for me. Um, you know, and now he's going to be my um, – I'm going to start my quarterback next week just to change things up. Uh, but, yeah, that was a very high-scoring game, one I didn't really expect to be <clears throat> like that, especially, I don't know, because the Browns' defense was supposed to be all that in a bag of chips. But here we are. Anyways, um, Ravens and Lions – Ravens come away with a pretty dominant win over the Lions. Lamar Jackson, Black Peyton Manning, uh, keep him in the pocket. He can't do anything. Yeah, right. Throws for 350 yards and three touchdowns, along with, I believe, a rushing touchdown. Um, looked pretty solid out there. Uh, Lions were dismantled. Um, they had a garbage time touchdown by Jameer Gibbs, who actually did look really good. So I know a lot of people were, you know, afraid of the Jameer Gibbs kind of not doing his thing, but I think he's had his coming out party this past Sunday, so good for him. I still think David Montgomery is going to get the lion's share, no pun intended, of um, touches in that offense. But, uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs looked good. Um, Lions as a whole, not too good. But you played a good Ravens team, so can't really fault you, fault you for that. Uh, upset of the week, Patriots and Bills. Patriots beat the Bills 25 – no, I'm sorry, 29 to 25. Mac Jones uh, <laughs> played better than Josh Allen. 
Uh, words never thought I'd say this season. Bills are four and three. They're looking like one of those like a sketchy team who like should be the record should be better than what they're playing. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Anyway, um, yep, they let a D three team beat them. So Bills got to um, you know, question themselves here and figure it out quickly before the ship starts sinking. Um, let's see, another any other interesting games? Uh, oh, Dolphins and Eagles. Um, Eagles come away victorious on Sunday night football, 31 to 17. I mean, Dolphins offense looked okay. Um, not really very questionable play calls. It's probably the first time I've actually watched the Dolphins play and I'd hate to be part of that offense. I don't know. It was just very sketchy. I mean, about eight, you know, I don't know, 10 times out of nine routes would end up in the same position. But, you know, if you're a defense, you feast on that because that means you at least probably got three, at least two, more than likely three guys covering two receivers if they end up in the same spot. Um, anyways, I don't know. Maybe that's something they'll figure out. Um, I guess they didn't utilize all the speed on that offense. Uh, once again, Dolphins play a good team. Don't look too good. Shocker. And um, once again, one concussion away from being 5-12. Uh, and 12. But we'll see. Eagles look good, as always. Not much to be said there. They were um, steamrolling their opponents for the most part. Um, so, yeah, that would cover for NFL. Uh, like I said, there's a game going on tonight. But uh, 49ers are Vikings. I said Vikings are up by nine at half. Niners looking a little off. Uh, I guess I guess Brock Purdy's missing one of his all-stars in Debo Samuel, and now he don't know what to do. Um, shame on him. He's only got three more all-stars to target. Um, All-pro people, I should say. I keep calling them all-stars. I got NBA on my mind. Um Anyways, so yeah, that should be interesting. I have to imagine the 49ers make it a little bit more close than what it is right now. But at least Christian McCaffrey got his touchdown like he has the past 20 weeks. So good for you, Christian. (laughs) Brock Purdy needs to figure it out, though. I don't know. That 49ers offense, you could plug me in there at quarterback or Peyton, and I'm pretty sure we do. Probably the same as Brock Purdy. Nothing against Brock Purdy, but I don't know. It's It's hard. That's an offense that's very hard not to excel in. But anyways, um, we got some good games going up next week, uh, too, in the NFL, and we'll cover those on Friday. And um, If you want to, Peyton, we can move into maybe cover just a couple of the UFC fights or something, um, or the results, I should say, from this past weekend at UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I have uh, three circled right now, but I'm pulling up the card right now just to make sure. Um, let's see. Oh, God. Oh, my God, dude. Why, why can't I not just go to the USC, their website, I don't know. and I don't, I type don't, in yeah, USC I don't, in 294? I can't tell you the last time I've been to the UFC website. I guess no, I use ESPN Plus for that. I was about to say the last time I've been to the UFC website was to buy a pay-per-view, but no, I don't even do that. I stay far away from the UFC website. It's, well, it's terrible. It now, but, I mean, for a while there, it wasn't. It's awful. Yeah. Um, do you want to run through all of them quickly or just a few? No, no. I mean, just just a couple. Like, I don't know. if you Whatever ones you have circled and then I'll, like, if you didn't mention them, I'll pick them up or something. I don't know. Yeah, so my first fight that I had circled of the night was Anshul Jubilee versus Mike Breeden. Um, if you watch the fight, you know why I have this one circled. Um, Mike Breeden was getting his butt whooped for about 
two rounds, two complete rounds, and then in the third, he came out and literally started barking at Jubilee. Um, the most unbelievable thing I think I've ever seen in a UFC fight, barking at his opponent, chancing USA at him, and, and Jubilee just froze. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know how to handle this guy who was barking at him, and uh, yeah, he got knocked out. So, I mean, <laughs> great, great fight by Mike Breeden. Loved it. Um, um, uh, oh, Kamaru Usman versus Hamza Chimaev. Um, really, the first round was just a, it was egregiously bad by Kamaru Usman, but after that, he really came into his own. He, he fought well, um, obviously lost in the cards still, but, I think the rounds two and three were razor thin margins, and uh, obviously round one put Jemayev ahead. But and uh, I, I would have liked to see Kamaru take this fight on with a with an actual camp. I think he I think he would have been better equipped to fight Jemayev, and who knows he might have even won that one. So um, kind of disappointed that we didn't. I'm not a big Kamaru Usman fan, but I, I do respect his greatness. Um, kind of disappointed that we didn't get a full camp from him to fight somebody like Jamayev. Um But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, props to Kamaru Usman for even taking that fight against a guy who as scary as Jamayev. But, uh, obviously, Jamayev come, comes out on top. And then same kind of goes for the, the main event. Alexander Volkanovsky, our guy. Um, props to him for taking the fight on short notice. But... It's exactly part of the reason why you don't take a fight on short notice against a guy like Islam Mahashev. Um, head kick KO in the first round. Down goes Volk. Um, I think I audibly said, oh, no, <laughs> just like that when it happened. Uh, I was stunned, <sighs> disappointed, but, hey, it is what it is. Props to Volk for even stepping in there against a guy like Islam. Um I don't. I don't agree with the decision to do so, and I think. I think we kind of hit on that in our preview. Um, it probably wasn't the smartest decision, but hey, props to him. Dude's a killer. I mean, he he stepped in and made this card more exciting when it when it kind of fell apart. So, really, props to Volk. But I think you gotta give more props to Islam. I mean, dude, dude's a killer. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely, Makachev, and like I said, he's probably my. Um, one of my more favorite of um guys whose last name ends with an EV. Um, you know, dude's very a very humble guy, like compared to like Shamayev. Um which I guess really anyone if um anyone is more humble than Shamayev when compared to him. Anyways, yeah, Makashev, like you said, straight up killer. I mean, he um he got to work. Um man. I'm at. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say for the uh, lightweight division. Uh, good luck, I guess. Uh, Volkanovski. Um, I think after the fight, he said, you know, his time was done there. He's going to move back down to featherweight. Um, do his thing there. I don't blame him. Uh, I mean, that's where he reigns. And uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, mean, I still. I'm not sure this really affected Volkanovski's like legacy like all that much. I mean, I still think he'll be a Hall of Fame fighter. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's un unfortunate to see him go down like that. And, um, thankfully it wasn't like the most vicious knockout ever. Like it wasn't like shaved years off his life kind of knockout. It was just like, a, it kind of sucked cause it's all oh, man. Like this guy's actually human after all, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, like you hinted on, uh, short notice, 
uh, short training camp. Um, dude got up off the couch to take this fight. You know, props to him for doing that. But yeah, it didn't didn't turn out in his favor. And you know, it is what it is. And uh, the Usman fight, yeah, he um he kind of impressed me. Like I said, I thought he was like really like just done for. Honestly, I thought he was probably going to get finished. Um, but yeah, he didn't. He uh he looked he looked better as the fight went on. I don't know. Like maybe it just gave him like a a burst of. Maybe it just gave him some confidence not being finished in the first round, just being able to survive. Uh, like a 10-8 round, uh, that's not the not the best way to start a fight. And it's rare that the first round is a 10-8, um, first of all. But um, anyway, I guess it's even more rare to make it a competitive fight when you get 10-8 in the, 10-8 in the first round. So, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Personally, I'd like to see Usman stay in this division and just kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe finish out his career here. He doesn't have to work so hard to be cutting weight. He can. I feel like he can beat some competition in this division. Uh, maybe he has one more shot at the championship, whoever holds it at the time. I don't know. I think that would be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of hard to say, though. Just seeing that performance and, and thinking about, like, how dominant he was at, at welterweight, you know, obviously hadn't been taken down until his, his fight against Rocky at, I think it was the second fight against Rocky that he got taken down, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just within thirty seconds, just gets dumped on the on the mat, and pretty much instantly in this fight. Uh, I don't know if this weight class is is necessarily for him, but then again, he is fighting one of the scariest dudes and and probably the best wrestler in the division. So I, I guess I got to think about that too. So yeah, absolutely, and um. I'm going to touch on two fights here that really, I mean, they don't need to be touched on, but I'm going to anyways, just because in case people look at the results and wonder what happened. But uh, first one is uh, Javid Basharat and Victor Henry, uh, which was, this is kind of a crazy one uh, by the doctor. The doctor was on one the whole day, the whole mm-hmm. night. I'm sorry. And, um, you know, Victor Henry, pretty bad groin strike. It was um, one one by Basharat that, um, you know, it was a kick that got through and it seemed to avoid the cup. And kind of like go under the cup, if you will, and use your imagination as to like what could happen. Anyways, um, Henry, Henry didn't take it too well. He was kind of you know down in pain for a while, and you know uh, they give fighters five minutes to recover. Um, doctor ran in there, I guess, after watching a replay and told Henry he got kicked in the leg or you know on the inside of his thigh, and that it wasn't a groin kick. And Henry was like, "Are you serious, man?" Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The doc, I can't. I don't know. It just shocked me that the doctor went in there and told told a man who's in pain in a certain area that he he shouldn't be feeling pain in that area because it didn't happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've seen that doctor doctoring there. Yeah, I know, and I've seen that doctor before. I've never really seen him make questionable decisions like he did that night. But um, I have to imagine. You know, Dana White usually doesn't play around with that. Um. I have to imagine that doctor's probably not going to be seen for a while. Well, um, I think he 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 kind of doubled down and uh, defended the doctor. I don't know if you, I'm sure you didn't see that. If you're saying that, oh uh, no, I I didn't see it. Um, matter of fact, I don't know. I think I saw Dana White just kind of like shrug it off, like oh it's whatever. Um, yeah, he well he kind of he said, oh you know he's he's a little inexperienced. You just you just got to deal with it sometimes. That might just be code for Dana White though too. So. I don't know. Dana White's usually pretty um 
pretty that was pretty egregious. I mean, right. to tell somebody, oh yeah, that didn't hit you. Like, I mean, it clearly did. This dude's in in an incredible amount of pain. Yep, and um, and we'll quickly move on to the next one where the doctor had something to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. Magomed Ankalaev uh, going against Johnny Walker. Um, I was supposed to, you know, I think it was looking like an okay. I can't really remember. It's unfortunate the doctor because of the doctors is the only thing I remember. But um, you know, I think Johnny Walker. I believe he had like a knee and a hand down or something. I can't really remember what it was. Either way, he took a knee to the side of the head, and um. You know, he looked okay. He wasn't, you know, he didn't try, like, selling it like Aljamain Sterling against Pierre Jan or anything. I mean, he pretty much just stood right up and was kind of like, hey, man, what was that? You know, ref stopped it. Um, you also have five minutes to recover from that if you can recover. Um, anyway, it's about a minute into the five-minute recovery time. Um, keep in mind, Johnny Walker, a uh, very American name, I know, but no, he's Brazilian. Um, so <laughs> English isn't his first language. And a, um, an English-speaking doctor comes in there. You know, gives him the uh, gives him a, a quick test to see how his brain's functioning, see if he has concussion or not. And uh, somewhere, uh, the question was at, along the lines of, you know, where are you right now at this moment, um, or like where are you fighting? Um, being honest, there's a wide variety of answers you can give to that question. You know, you can, um, you know, you can say you're fighting in an octagon. You know, you can say you're fighting in a specific arena. Um, you can say what city you're fighting in, what country you're fighting in, or what geographical area you're fighting in. Um, I believe Johnny Walker went with the most broad answer he could think of, um, you know, just to be safe. And a uh, fight got stopped. It wasn't a good enough answer, essentially. And like I said, a minute, a minute and a half into the recovery time, Dr. Bailey gave Johnny Walker any time to recover. Asked him, a, um, you know, a pretty serious question, you know, in a... In a time like that, and I guess, you know, the answer wasn't good enough for the doctor, uh, for the doctor. So, doctor stopped the fight about two minutes into Johnny Walker's five-minute recovery time. And so, yep, uh, fight ends, uh, you know, chaos ensues in the ring, octagon, I should say. (laughs) Everyone's trying to fight each other. And um, I don't think either fighter really knew what was going on. Uh, Dana White had to come in there because, you know, things were getting too intense. Um, yeah, very bad stoppage by the doctor, um, hardly gave, um, Johnny Walker a chance to recover and then just called the fight. Um, you know, he, it was one of those people who wants to make the show all about him and he really did it because unfortunately that's all people are talking about. So, yeah, I mean, it took the, it it literally took all the, uh, negativity away from Ankalaya for kneeing Johnny Walker straight in the dome piece. Um, I mean, about as egregious as it gets there. And, then, and now everybody's talking about the doctor. So I, I'm knowing uh, Uncle Ayo is probably like, yes, thank God. I'm not uh, I'm not Peter Yan 2.0. But, uh, you, oh God, dude. Oh, man. I think I think the, the confusion in the in the octagon also kind of plays to the point of, like, Johnny Walker had no idea what, what was going on. Like, it's not because he was just stunned. It was just because he literally – Tom got lost in translation, I think. I mean – it's the most reasonable explanation. Dude had no idea what was going on. Like he he was trying to fight uh, Ankalaev in the in the octagon. Ankalaev was trying to fight him, and I, it was just it was just pure chaos. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it was it was kind of sad to see the fight end like that. But um, 
yeah, I have to imagine there's a rematch probably pretty soon in the future, probably before the year is up. Um, because I mean, from what I've seen, I don't think UFC gave Johnny Walker a medical suspension or anything. So I, mean, I think he's okay to fight uh, whenever. So I'll be I'll be interesting to see if it happens if uh, UFC can make it happen. But um, that's about it for UFC 294. Um, we can move into some NBA coverage here for a All few right. minutes and then wrap it up. Yep. All right. How you want you want to do this like by division, or you just want to say trash teams, good teams, um, conference. Yeah, so I got I got my uh, my contenders, my 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 mid middle of the pack teams, and my trash teams. All right. Yeah. They're, um, they're all on list. Pretty much even, so I'll, I'll let you, you know, however you want to do it. Oh, we can do con- we do conference and then by division or something. Um, like start with the conference and then go division by division, and just kind of like you know, once we talk about a team, just kind of say where we might project them to end up, like like whether a seeding, whether it's like a seeding in the playoffs, whether they miss the playoffs, whether they make it to like you know the. Conference championships, the um, win the championship. You know, okay. yeah, I'll let you. It can uh, be broad, broad statements or not. I'll let you lead it off since you're more of an NBA guy than I am. All right, that's fine. Well, we'll start with um, what's probably going to be the lesser conference out of the two this year, um, I imagine, and that'll be the Eastern Conference. We'll save the um, you know, West the best for last. Um, starting with the Central Division one, that's going to be decently. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be interesting this year or not. I mean, I think there's some interesting teams and some teams that have made some interesting moves. And um, should I just go in alphabetical order here? No, I'll just okay. We'll start with the Bucks. Um, obviously, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, we'll start off with this. I saw Giannis signed a contract extension today. Yep. That like well, 186 million over three years. Yeah, he's got like a player option for like the 27 28 season or something like that. Which, yep. um, that's a long way away. Well, it's not that long from here, actually. Um, crazy to think about. But, anyways, um, so yeah, congrats to Giannis. I mean, there's no question that was going to be done. Uh, but moving on to a little, I guess, coverage of the team. I'll try to be quick because there's 30 teams in the NBA. You don't want me to sit here all night talking about them. But, um, yeah, Damian Lillard trade, a uh, very smart move th- for them, um, especially when it comes to a playoff setting. I don't expect Giannis and Dame to be out there every single night with each other, and there's probably going to be no need for them to be out there every night with each other. But you can see that the Bucks team was missing something these past couple of seasons, right? Um, Holiday wasn't really the answer. So, um, you know, unfortunately, give him give him up as part of a trade to go get Damian Lillard, uh, just a guy you've been needing. Um, small market team, get some big-name superstars. And uh, you have to imagine that they're a front runner for the championship now. Um, you know, I think regardless where this team finishes in the standings, the seeding, I should say, for playoffs, I have to imagine that whoever they play, they're going <coughs> to – excuse me. I've had a bad tick on my throat from sinuses. But um, I have to imagine that they're going to give any team a run for the money in the East. So um, I think this is a team that probably makes it to the uh, to the conference championship. I don't think they get further than that. But I think like I said, they are definitely a contender in the uh, Central Division for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think. I mean, yeah, you got you got Giannis, you got Dame, you got Chris Middleton, you got Brooke Lopez, you got even Robin Lopez. You got a squad, man. Um, even even their bench. I mean, it's it's 
relatively deep. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's the deepest in the NBA, but when they run them out there, they're, they're still competent. So, um, yeah, I, it's going to be, like Zach said, they're going to give every team a run for their money, and it's really going to be hard to go out and beat them. Um, I'm not saying they can't be beaten. I mean, obviously they they can. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not the monsters, but um, yeah, they're a really good team. I, I would I would think they're my favorites right now to win the NBA championship. Um, but I don't know how confident I am in that either. So. You know, take that with a grain of salt. All right, fair enough. Um, if you're through talking about them, we can move on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so yeah, the Cavs are an interesting team. You know, they're the uh, in the Eastern Conference. It's kind of hard to say they're championship contenders, but it's hard to just you know, it's hard to say that this team doesn't make the playoffs. Um, you know, guys like Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, <laughs> um, Evan Mobley, and um, don't get me started on Darius Garland. Jared Allen. Um, you know exactly what I'm going to say, too. Yes, but um, you know this Cavs team is kind of weird because you know they like I said they looked they looked really good they looked pretty good in the regular season, right? You know Donovan Mitchell like I said fit in perfectly with this team. I mean he was just um, I mean yeah, he Donovan Mitchell himself can carry can carry this team to some wins, uh, but you know I think they just. They didn't have the proper pieces to get playoff wins, and it uh, it definitely exposed them. They only got one win in the playoffs last year. So, um, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers, a team you didn't really hear much about in the offseason, but they added some shooters to their team. They got Max Struess, George Niang. Um, you know, I think that depth that can actually shoot the ball, I think that's going to do wonders for them. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know where they finish. I think they easily make the playoffs. And I'd like to I'd like to say they can make it out the first round, but you know that's that's all that's a very tough hump for teams to get over. It seems to be, seems to be like you know like you you work your way in steps, right? You know you're a team that like oh you gotta make the playoffs. So once you make the playoffs, so then you gotta win in the first round. Um, then after that, you know, see if you can make it to the conference finals. You know, so I think the Cavs have made that that step into the playoffs. Now they gotta try to make that step to get out of the first round. I think they can do it. Like I said, they got some serious depth on that team now. Um, you know, I mean, I think they're a 50 win team, uh, not easily, but I think they can get 50 wins. So I don't know. Should be an interesting team. Uh, I think they make the playoffs as like a, like a five or six seed. I think they can, um, make it out the first round, but I don't know. This is a team that I, I'd, I'd like to see everyone work together first before I completely judge their depth. Yeah. And, um, I think we have them in a little bit different spots, uh, I have them kind of middle of the pack. I guess we don't have them in like such different spots. Uh, I don't think they. I mean, I don't think they're a true contender by any means. But I also don't think they're they're bad. They're, like you said, they'll they'll definitely make the playoffs. They got some great players on their team. Um, but like you said, that that first round is it's a hard hump to cut, get over. And they got did they get swept by the Knicks last year? No, they won a game. Okay, so a gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. Still a really. That's a really bad series loss to a Knicks team. I'm, uh, they're okay. So, um, yeah, I think I think I think they'll do well. Like I said, make the playoffs, but I don't think they get out the first round. All I think right. they can. They definitely have the capability of doing so, but um, 
it's just like you said, it's just a tough for whatever reason. It's a tough, uh, tough mound to get over. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you there. Uh, we'll move on to the next team, which will probably be a very interesting team this year. At least I like to think, Indiana Pacers. Uh, this was a team that looked pretty good last season, at least the first half. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton had a coming out party last season. Well, went absolutely crazy. Um, just the playmaker the Pacers needed. And then they kind of shut him down towards the end of the year. I think he got hurt, you know, and then, like, they started losing too many games. And, uh, you know, going to the playoffs was just way out, well out of the picture. So they shut him down in order to kind of, like, start tanking, do their thing. Um, but, yeah, I think this is a team that's got – some good pieces uh, in the offseason. They went out and made some good moves. Bruce Brown, uh, Obi Toppin, and they drafted Jairus Walker, um, who looked really good in the summer league. And I was adding that to uh, Heal, Turner, Nimhard, Naismith, uh, Mothrin. Um, they got a super deep team. Uh, in the NBA, I think death matters, especially in the regular season. So I think this is a team that can make the playoffs. I think they're kind of like a sneaky pick. I think they're probably like a – they're probably like a play-in team, if I'm being honest. So I mean, I think they probably finish anywhere from the seven to ten seed, but I think they can. I think they can win in the play-in um, if they don't just straight up make the playoffs on their own. But yeah, um, I like the Pacers team this year. So I'm gonna say they make the playoffs. I don't think they do much beyond that, though. Yeah. Um, again, kind of a similar feel for me. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're an absolute lock for a playoff team. I think they're more of a play-in team, like you mentioned. Um, that they're they're a sneaky good team, but then again, they they have their their nights nice that they're really not good. Um, which I guess is every NBA team at, at some point in the season. But um, yeah, I, I think they they ultimately make a play-in game, but I don't think they ended up ended up making the playoffs. All right, fair game. Um, so next team in the well, what division are we in? Central, yeah, Central Division, Eastern Conference, uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, I'm not gonna say much about this team because I think they made quite literally like no changes. Uh, they may have made like one change, but anyways, um, yeah, I think this team on paper they look good, man. You know, they got some. They got some players, but I mean, they have they don't have like a superstar, you know, and it's it's hard to win without a superstar in the league. So I don't but, think Chicago Bulls make the playoffs. Um, but, Lonzo's but. out for the season. Uh, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, uh, that combo really isn't working out as well as they thought it would. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Last season, the middle of the season, there was trade talks for both of them. Um, you know, reports of everyone being unhappy, reports of them like, absolutely being gone. But uh, here we are; they're both still here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Chicago Bulls feel like they, they should be better, but they probably won't be. Um, I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they probably finish definitely in the lower third of the Eastern Conference and easily miss the playoffs. Yeah, I'll have to agree with that. Uh, I think Vucevic and, and Levine are both great players, but I think they're both also aging. Um, it, it's tough because – how many more years does Levine have the style of play that he has in him? Um, and and then again, he it's not like he's a he can take over some games. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like he's every night able to do something like that. Like, All right, I, I kind of a lower level superstar. 
Let me see how I say this. Not in, in terms of the regular season, not the playoffs. Would be someone like Jimmy Butler, who just so happened to come from the the Bulls. Um, I don't think he's as good as Jimmy Butler is either. So um, that's kind of how I feel about him. He's kind of bordering that superstardom area, but he's he's definitely not there yet. So, mm-hmm. um, and and at this point in his career, I don't think he'll ever be there. So. Yeah, um, they'll struggle this year. Like you said, they made no no real adjustments to anything on their in terms of the roster. Um, no, yeah, it, it's hard to see them making the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last team in the division, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, once again, not much here to be said other than that this team is going to be um, developing this season. So, yeah, I expect them to probably get somewhere like in the low 20s worth of wins, uh, not much more than that. Uh, I mean, maybe they can, like, push 30. I doubt they do. Uh, Monty Williams coming in on his first year. Um, yeah, like I said, this team is going to be focusing on developing its younger players. And, uh, you know, maybe next year or maybe the year after that, they kind of um, – they've got a solid chance to make a playoff push. But I think, you know, this this is a year for learning for them, for getting getting a new system under the belt, getting the players who haven't been playing. Uh, Cade Cunningham, you know, Sarah Thompson just got drafted. Uh, getting them – Getting them involved, letting them learn the system, uh, letting them get used to each other, build some morale, build some chemistry. But I think, yeah, beyond that, like I said, the season, um, I don't expect the Pistons to be doing much. So, yeah, I think they're in the um, the bottom third of the Eastern Conference. I think they missed the playoffs. Yep, still super young, uh, just not experienced enough. Talented, yes, but still uh, probably about a year away. Yep, absolutely. Um Quickly moving into the Southeast Division of the Eastern Conference. Uh, teams include Heat, Hawks, Magic, um, Hornets, and Wizards. So we'll start with the Heat here. Uh, you know, did very well last season. Um, but, you know, unfortunately for them, they lost a lot of, uh, you know, not like super key pieces. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. You know, you lose Max Struess. You lose Gabe Vincent. And those are two names. I didn't watch too many Heat games last season, but those are two names I heard quite a lot uh, getting getting minutes. Yes, and as I say, get, like scoring, you know, lighting it up in the playoffs. Um, so those those are two pre- two pretty big names to lose. Um, but you know, you're supposed to go out and land Damian Lillard. So who cares? Uh, not Damian Lillard. Not the Bucks. Not the Trailblazers. Um, so, yeah, uh, now you're stuck with a pretty big hole now. Uh, I mean, you, you go out and add Josh Richardson. Uh, that's that's your answer to losing Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. Congrats, I guess. Um, Pelicans legend. Yeah, I can't I can't be sold to the Miami Heat this season to do what they've done the past few seasons. Uh, I'm not going to disrespect – I'm not going to disrespect Spolstra, you know, but – I don't know. I think this is a playoff team. I don't think they much do much outside the playoffs. Um, you know, I think they're like in the four, five, six seed range. Maybe. I don't know. They were an eight seed last year. But, yeah, but, you know, injuries kind of took apart that team pretty early in the season, and they got back – they got into their stride when they needed to. And um, in Eastern Conference, is always super weird because, I mean – like the the ten seed in the Western Conference last year would have been the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference or something crazy. It's probably like the eighth seed or seventh seed, but 
it um Eastern Conference isn't isn't too competitive. So I'm I would keep it real and say they they still make the playoffs, but they don't do much in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler can only bring them so far. Yeah, and of course, like you you just mentioned, Jimmy Butler is an incredible player, and uh, he has the name playoff Jimmy for a reason, but. Uh, there's only so much he can do. Same with Spolstra. And also Jimmy Butler isn't getting any younger. Um, great player still. I think he'll put up some numbers this year. But he ain't what he used to be even five years ago. So, sucks. But sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, like I said, this is a division that's going to be weird. I think this division out of all the divisions in the NBA is, um, can easily be taken over. By almost any of the teams in here. Um, I, I do I think the Heat end up with the best record in this division, for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm, yeah. I, I think I know anyway. who you're, you're kind of debating on, but I think they do. I don't know. I mean, there's three teams here that could seriously win this division. Um, and, you know, but uh, I'll move on. I'll move on to the other two, I guess. Um, Atlanta Hawks. Uh it's they're kind of such a weird team. I feel like I've covered this team, or you know, like I've known I know what this team has looked like for the for five years in a row because they haven't changed much since they got Trey Young. Uh, they got rid of John Collins. Oh, uh, got off a contract, um, <laughs> you know. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, the, the the Hawks team has nothing but potential. Um, as as far as the offensive side is concerned, um. Defense aside, they're going to have much to be desired again for the 20th year in a row. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Weird team. Another weird team. I think they have a winning record, but like barely, like maybe like 42 wins, like 43 wins. And I think they make the playoffs as they usually do. I, but I also like like they usually do. I don't think they do much in the playoffs. I don't know. This team, this, it's, it's such a weird team because it's like, Oh, they surely they made some changes this year, you know. I mean, we're going on like I don't know what year Trey Young's moving into year four, year five, and it's been the same since he's been there. So I don't know. I really don't know what most what more they're expecting out of this team other than what's happened the past years. So yeah, playoff team, not much inside the playoffs. Um, before it's worth, I think they're a good team, not a great team. They're not going to contend in the East, but yeah, playoff team Hawks. Yeah, uh, I don't think they compete with the Heat for the division, but uh, I think they they have a decent year. That's all I gotta say about them. Uh, miss the playoffs, playing like they get to the playing game. Playing okay. Um. All right, moving on to our next team here, <laughs> uh, the Orlando Magic. So another weird team here, where they I think this team can finish in a wide variety of ways they can either completely miss the playoffs or completely miss um, like having to play in the play in. Like they either make the playoffs as a six seed or they like miss the playoffs by like a 12 seed. Um, You know, this team, this is one of those teams that's just been riddled by injuries. I mean, just about every single player worth anything on that. Almost every single name that's worth anything on that team has been injured um, and like injured badly enough to miss like half the season or like the whole season. I mean, I, I don't know. We're going into the season. They got everyone on the roster who they need. Um, they they showed some really good flashes last year. I was impressed by them. I was very impressed. Um, 
you know, friends Wagner, Markel Fultz, uh, they added Jet Howard this year. Uh, obviously, Paula Bencaro. Um, Carter Jr. is looking very good, too. I don't know. This is, uh, I think, Jalen Suggs. Uh, Jalen Suggs, is that name? That place with the Magic? I think so. Um, it just doesn't sound right. Um, he does play the Magic. Okay. It doesn't sound right because Terrell Suggs was, like, in at the Ravens this Sunday, and so it was just throwing me off. Anyways, um, yeah, if I have to have one sneaky uh, pick to make the playoffs, I think it's the Orlando Magic. Um, a sneaky pick to win the division, even Orlando Magic. Uh, like I said, I don't know. The Heat scare me. The Hawks don't impress me as usual. But like I said, I don't know. If, um, if I have to go with a value pick here to win the division, it's definitely Orlando Magic. Realistically, I think they're a playing team. Um, also, realistically, I think they sneak into the playoffs as an eight seed. So, um, yeah, this is a young team. I think they're going to um, surprise a lot of people. As long as they can stay healthy, I know that's the biggest if. But, hey, they stay healthy. I think they're a playoff team. Yep, I think they uh, they surprise a lot of people, like you said. Uh, Paolo and is a, is going to be a superstar in this league. Uh, Jalen Suggs, I think, I think I think Jalen Suggs will be a pretty solid player here soon. Um, this year, though, um, yeah, I'll have them making the playoffs, and yeah, they'll win a uh, playing game. There you go. I like it. Um, real quickly, go over these last two. Kind of be the surprise team. Sorry. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there. Um, real quickly, go over these last two teams, and we move on to the rest of the NBA. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. You know, another weird team because they got some really talented guys in that team, but you know, it, it's such a weird makeup. Um, and you know, I think you hear people talk about it all the time. Well, I think I see a lot of people actually say, "Oh, the Hornets are going to be good this year." I just don't. I don't think they are. Like I said, they got the talent, but oh boy, they're weird. Um, um the POS Miles Bridges returns. Um, I don't know. You got Lamella Ball, Gordon Hayward. Um, you had to let get you let go of Kai Jones. Kai's not. Um, I mean, might might as well be on the team. Uh you got a such a player. Brandon uh, it's, a, it's such a weird team, though, because it's like there's no veterans on that team that's going to hold anyone accountable, obviously, as we've seen in the past 20 years of scandal with this Charlotte Hornets team. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm not impressed by this team. I mean, I think they're probably, they'll probably end up being, like, you know, once again, like top three worst, bottom three, I should say. Um, yeah, they missed the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they're a good team. Uh, Brandon Miller, the best shooter in the NBA. Um, I guess that's a good pickup for him. Lamelo Ball does he even play this year? I don't know. I mean, he missed ninety percent of the games in his career, just like Zion Williamson. So hey, whatever. Um, but for what it's worth, like you said, they do have some good talent. Um, like I said, Brandon Miller, best shooter in the NBA. So that's good for them. But you know, they gotta build off of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, real quickly, talk about the Wizards here. Um, Jordan Poole, that's about it. Mm. Worst team in the league, I think. Um, Wizards aren't going to do crap this year. They'll easily miss you're the playoffs. The I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma plays for the Wizards, dude. Who's like not guaranteed to play half the games <laughs> this year either? Yeah, Kyle I don't Kuzma, know. Man. I like Tyus Jones. 
Kuzma's going yeah. to get traded, by the way. Um, no, I, I was just joking. But yeah, uh, fun fact on, on my uh, my NBA 2K, uh, Kuzma actually scored 35 the other night. Oh, nice. There's one or like two games every season where he does something like spectacular like that. Yeah. Couldn't believe Just it. Just like every other player in the NBA. They'd always do for like a crazy breakout game. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they are professionals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't really like the Wizards too much this season. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. Like I said, I think that I, I predict them to probably be the worst team in the league. Uh, I don't think worst team in the league, Um, but I do think they're a, a, a bottom feeder. I mean, they're not going to be a good team. But yeah, yeah. That's I fair. Uh, Jordan, well, actually, I don't know. Jordan Poole's trash. I don't care what, what he did two years ago. It doesn't move me in the playoffs um, because he flat out disappeared last year, so. Uh, it doesn't move me. Yeah, they're not going to be good. No, I'm, I'm really really evaluating this right now uh, in my head. Um, uh, for what it's worth, I think you put three teams at the bottom of the NBA, and they're all in the Eastern Conference, and we covered them all so far, and that's the Pistons, Hornets, and Wizards. Um, but yeah, they might be the worst team in the NBA. All right, I'm glad you see the light now. But anyways, we can move on to a good division in the Eastern Conference. That's the Atlantic Division. Uh, Boston Celtics. Um, Yeah. Uh, This team is my favorite to win the championship. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they they got all the pieces to be a strong championship team. Um, I think they had some solid pieces last year, you know. Um, But obviously they they couldn't quite make it there. So, I mean, what do they do? Um, You get rid of of Marcus Smart and Grant Williams and you replace them with Drew Holiday and Christos Porzingis. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, holy upgrade on both, both, um, both of them. Um, I mean, huge, huge upgrades. Uh, we saw what Drew Holiday did for the Bucks. Who's to say he can't do that for the Celtics? Um, I'm a believer in the Celtics team. I think um, I got them as my pick to win the championship this year. Uh, I think Jason Tatum also. Uh, you know, I hate to say he's due, but I think he is due for the MVP season. Um, voter fatigue is getting tired of giving it to the big man. Um, I think Jason's going to do a little bit more than he did last season and enough to impress people to where, you know, have the media the media picks and chooses who they want to give their award to, right? So, I don't know. Like I said, I think this will be the year they just decide that it's um Jason Tatum's time. But, uh, yeah, like I, said, um, like I said, they got Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, um, and obviously Jason Tatum. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, this is – they have a, they, the potential to be top five in both offense and defense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, give give them, give me the Celtics to win the whole thing. I think they got. I think they got this year. They they went out and made the right moves, and I think it's going to be enough to give them over the edge. Um. So they they still didn't make the the best move they could have made, and that would be getting rid of Jalen Brown, who uh, just disappears, goes goes missing in the playoffs. I mean, he's put on a milk carton in the playoffs. Um, but for what it's worth, uh, Jalen Brown in the regular season is a fantastic player. Um, one of the best players in the NBA, really. Um, and yeah, I like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's a really likable guy. Uh, Jalen Brown is not. I think that's, uh, I think I'm kind of biased towards not liking Jalen Brown. Um, 
and maybe that's not why. Maybe that's why the Celtics aren't necessarily my favorite because I do let bias get in the way a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, did if Jalen Brown learns how to dribble with his with his uh, left hand, maybe maybe they might be they might have some uh, trouble with or the East might have some trouble with them. But for what it's worth, I think uh, I, I do think the the Bucks still win it. All right. <clears throat> That's fair. Yeah, I think yeah, the Eastern hey, Conference is probably gonna come down between them two. Um can't wait. Between the Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah, it should be that. it should be good. But um Yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know. I think yeah, I think it's gonna come down between those two, but I think the Celtics are gonna have I don't know, we'll see. Um enough about them. Move on to the New York Knicks. Mm. Um another weird team that I think, you know, I think they're probably gonna make the playoffs. Um, I think they'll make it to the second round of the playoffs. You know, I think they got some good pieces. Um, but you know, I think, I think this is also probably going to be a Knicks team that breaks in the middle of the season and just says, "Screw this, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson can't win us a championship. We need to go out and get someone worth a crap." Um, I, I don't know. They're they're one of the teams that you know you should keep an eye on to make a big trade in the middle of the season. Um. And if they don't, I think they like said they're they're capped off at second round of the playoffs, if even that. But um, yeah, I mean Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson, I like them. Uh, good team, not a great team. So yeah, give me like fifth seed, fourth seed. Yep, I agree with that. Um, you you said it best. Great, a good team, not a great team. Uh, probably break apart middle of the year. Um, not sold on on Randall. Uh, Bronson's Bronson's okay, but I'm still not sold on him being like the the focal piece of an offense. Um, yeah, I I think I think they make the first round. I don't think they get past the first. Mm-hmm. All right, well, move on to the Brooklyn Nets here. Um, I think they're going to be a very good, very good defensive team. I think they're going to give a lot of teams troubles. Um, offensively though, uh, big question marks here. I mean, you know, you got Ben Simmons, um, hmm. on the team. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, as my head's hurting, just trying to think of a, oh dude, this team has such a wide range of, of where they can finish. It's, it's legit making my head hurt. Just trying to think where, where I think they're going to finish. I don't know. Ah, uh, dead last in the NBA. <laughs> I, I think they missed the playoffs. Uh, oh my God, I'm trying to think of what teams I'm saying in the Eastern Conference because I can't say 12 teams are going to make the play in. That's just, just I know. Dude, I was just thinking about that. I was like, man, I've probably done that. <laughs> probably said like every team's going to miss. Yeah, the yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm probably going to end up doing that. But um, no, this team either barely misses the play in or barely makes the play in. Regardless, I don't think they make the playoffs. Um, weird team, very good defensively, offensively. I have you know big question marks for them, but yeah, uh, I think I think they get close, but no cigar this year for the playoffs. Yeah, obviously you got the LSU greatest of all time and Cam. Uh, oh, um, Cam Thomas. God, I had a brain fart there. Uh, you know, but other than him, offensively, team's trash. Uh, I don't see them doing nothing. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't even think they make a play in. 
Fair enough. Um, move on to the 76ers. Uh, another weird team with all the drama and James Harden. Um, I think regardless if they have James Harden or not, which is obviously trending that they won't, even though it's kind of weird because I think he came out right and said he wants to play basketball, but it's just like he's, man, he's making it difficult for himself and the Sixers to let him play basketball. Um, I think this is a team that makes the playoffs as like, you know, a three, four, five seed, somewhere in that range uh, with or without James Harden. Um, you know, uh, you go out and make some good additions, some decent additions, I should say. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they got Nick Nurse as a head coach. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually going to say like four or five or six seed for this team. They're sketchy to me, but I think they make the playoffs. So yeah, 76ers playoffs. Good for you. Yeah, I think I was just uh, talking to Zach right before we hopped on about where where were the 76ers going to f- finish. Uh, obviously, you have Joe Allen Bead, uh, won MVP last year, great, one of the greatest players in the NBA, um, dominant force. But then again, you don't really have much of a supporting cast in terms of like stars. Uh, you got to is, Tobias Harris is still there, correct? Yeah. Tobias Harris there, but I mean he's, I mean he's really not like a a, a star, but I don't know. Uh, it it's tough. Like like Zach said, you got Nick Nurse who he's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. He's a good coach one day, he's a trash coach the next. Um, and then with all the drama going on around James Harden, I I see that being a huge distraction. I, I'm a, I'm gonna agree with Zach and say five to six. In this seating, yeah, definitely a weird team, and uh, even weirder team, which would be the last team in the Eastern Conference, and I don't think they make the playoffs. Toronto Raptors, um, you know, they have a weird guy in Scotty Barnes who I think I think they're trying to make the leader for for that hmm. team, but a weird choice, you know. I know we're rookie of the year winner, I believe, but um, I don't know. He's kind of a uh, hate to keep calling him weird, but. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, <laughs> they, they wouldn't add a Dennis Schroeder. Uh, got rid of Fred Van Fleet. Uh, so I don't know if you call that like a lateral move or, you know. I really don't know. Uh, so <laughs> another, no, this isn't even a weird team. I know, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, uh, if they sneak into the play-in, it's literally by the 10th seed. But I'm not, I'm not sold on this Toronto team. Um, I think they got worse over the offseason. And, you know, I think choosing Scotty Barnes to be your unequivocal leader, slash Pascal Siakam, to be your unequivocal leaders, um, yeah, not not the smartest move. But, uh, yeah, I think they missed the playoffs. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring this guy up, but Pascal Siakam, um, man, like I really thought he was going to butt into a superstar, and, and he just never did. Um He's got his moments where he's great, but overall he's just eh for the most. I don't want to say eh, but eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for what it's worth, Dennis Schroeder is absolutely not an upgrade from uh, Fred Van Vliet. Matter of fact, he's a lot worse than Fred Van Vliet. Um, Fred Van Vliet would just randomly go on like Lynn Sanity runs throughout the season. Uh, Dennis Schroeder's not going to do that, so. Um. Yeah, uh, they're just not a good team. 
like you said, they're not weird. I mean, Scotty Barnes is weird, but they're just not a good team. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't even think they come close. They might finish. I don't want to say last in the East because I just said the Wizards, but this is see this is the other team that I was like going back and forth on. Like, ooh, I don't know if they're. I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're that bad. Mm, they're they're not good. They're not no, good. no, absolutely not. Like I said, I don't think they're playoff material. I don't think they're even playing material. I said I think they missed the playoffs um, and play in. Um, but do I think they're the worst team in the East? No, not at all. Not even close. Yeah, they have one thing. At least they got a little bit of experience. Yep, I suppose. I, I said a little bit. <laughs> Still not much. <laughs> That's fair. But um, if you're ready, we can move into the Western Conference. Um, and we talked about the Eastern Conference a good bit there, and the Western Conference is going to be even worse. I say worse, but even you know more competitive. So, yeah. Um, move right into it. Um, start with the Southwest Division here of the Western Conference. Grizzlies. Um, Stephen Adams out for the season with a uh, he's gonna have surgery on his PCL or something. Um, so yeah, he's out for the season. That was announced about a week ago. Uh, John Morant suspended for the first twenty something games. Uh, so you, obviously that's a pretty big hit. Um, but yeah, I still think this Memphis Grizzlies team is is pretty deadly. Um, you know they went and got Marcus Smart. Uh, like I said, they got John Morant, uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. Um, and, you know, Luke Kennard, who's actually been doing pretty well for them ever since they traded for him in the uh, middle of last season. Um, I don't know if it was in the middle of last season. Either way, he got traded to the Grizzlies last season, I should say. Um, you know, I think it helps a lot getting rid of Dylan, Books and repla- Dylan Brooks and replacing him with Marcus Smart. I think at the end of the day, that's probably <laughs> – that's uh, um. That's probably the best thing that could have uh, that could have happened. You know what? I mean, addition by subtraction. Uh, that's what they did with Dylan Brooks. Um, yeah, so I think this team makes the playoffs. Um, even with John Morant missing as many games as he's going to miss, I still think this could be a fifty-win team. And um, I think they're definitely a top. Four. I don't know. I don't know. I think they they make the playoffs. Um, five, four, three seed. No. Five or four seed. I think they're a five, four or five seed, but they make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I absolutely hate every single player on this team aside from Stephen Adams. So, uh, thank God that, he, that you might have heard me say yes when uh, Zach announced that he does he has a uh, season-ending injury. It's not because I don't like Stephen Adams. It's because I don't like that Stephen Adams is on the Grizzlies. So this makes it a lot easier to hate the Grizzlies. Um. Yeah, I mean, oh, dude, I just can't stand them. I hope, oh, I hope they finish dead last, but I know they're too mm-hmm. good to do that. So, um, I, you see my dilemma here. Um, yeah, God, it sucks, but it is what it is, I guess. Um, they're going to be a good team. Like Zach said, missing the ringmaster of the circus um, is going to hurt them, but. You know, ultimately they'll be okay. They're a good team. Um, Marcus Moore was absolutely an upgrade from from Dylan Brooks. And they pushed a lot of the right buttons in the offseason, sadly. But, um, yeah, I expect them I expect them to probably go deep in the playoffs this year. Yep, yep, good analysis. I agree, too. I think they make the playoffs, and I think they also get past the first round. Um, that shouldn't be a problem for them. But moving on to the Houston Rockets. 
Um, you know, a team that's going to finish John Morant real quick. A uh, good player, a uh, terrible guy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll move on to the Houston Rockets here. Um, a team that made improvements, but, you know, in a in a wild, wild west, I don't think that's going to mean much. Um, you know, they went out and got some veterans. Uh, they went out and drafted some good pieces. Uh, so, you know, I think they, they do they do better than the last season. Uh I, kind of, I like the team. Like I said, they got a new head coach. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they missed the playoffs. Um, like I said, I think they'll improve, but I just don't think, like I said, in the West they have quite enough to actually compete. So, yeah, I still think they missed the playoffs. Yeah, that says a lot that they're going to be better than last year. <laughs> yeah, I think they get 30 wins. Yeah, they'll be better than last year, but they'll still be bad. That's my uh, assessment mm-hmm. on them. Yep, I agree. Uh, moving on to the Spurs, obviously media is going to be all over them this season with the addition of a certain man by the name of Victor Wimanyama, um, who's going crazy, at least in the summer league and the preseason. Uh, he's, he's been doing some very impressive stuff. Um, and Greg Popovich, I mean, that's just that's just the kind of guy you'd like this guy to go to. Obviously, if you're a Wimanyama fan or a Spurs fan, not if you're the rest of the NBA fan. Um, this dude's going to be a problem for years to come. But speaking of right now, um, this may be one of the more overrated teams. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really heard much outside of Victor, Victor Wembanyama, but um, that's a name I'm going to get tired of saying. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, I think they probably do even worse than the Rockets. Uh, they may be. I mean, let me think. Let me go through the roll direction. No, they're not the worst team in the West. I think they're either the second or third worst team in the West, uh, next to the Trailblazers. And the uh, Rockets, but yeah, I don't think I think Wembyama's going to look good, but I think the Spurs aren't going to look too good. So yeah, I think Spurs missed the playoffs, but Wembyama, uh, Wembyama looks good. Let me start off by saying I do not wish injury upon with Victor Wembyama in the slightest. But every single time this dude jumps, it looks like he's going to tear every every single ligament in his leg. Um, I hope it doesn't happen because dude has potential to be a, a fantastic player and fun to watch for years to come. But at, at, to an extent, I mean, that's just kind of something that you, you have to realize is a possibility when a guy's that tall and, and that skinny or athletic um, jumping all the time. Sadly, I, oh God, it, it is a possibility, but I hope it, I hope it doesn't happen. But um, yeah, the Spurs are, are not going to be good, even with Vic. Yep, I agree. Um, moving on to our you first agree team, about the... his knees. Looks I mean, like yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be super sketchy for him. Um, I think they'll probably play it safer than this first year. Um, you know, but it's it's going to be interesting to see him go up against some of the bigger bigs in this um in this in this conference not in this conference. Well, yeah, in this conference, but I mean, just you know, in the NBA. Um. You know, I think for what it's worth, he still impresses me. Because I see most people at that height, uh, they're definitely not as athletic for as him. But I mean, this dude, this dude moves. This dude is as smooth as silk. It's um, it's kind. Of, he he's just, he's a freak. Um, so I can't, you know, I I can't say he's not going to put on muscle during the NBA. Because I mean, let's look at Giannis when he first came into the league. Uh, look at Brandon Ingram when he first came into the league. Kevin Durant. Uh, even Chet Holmgren, you know, just his second year in the league is, um, you know, putting on muscle. So, I mean, I don't know. 
dude's super young. He's not through growing, so I mean, I'm sure he'll be okay. Um, um yeah, yeah, and me too. Like I said, this like you said, the dude's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, we'll move on here to our um our first team with a lot of variants. Um, Dallas Mavericks. Uh. I don't know. I think they're another team that at the end of the day misses the playoffs, you know, which sucks to say with the team, you know, they have Luka and they have Kyrie, but who do they have outside of that? And let's be honest, Kyrie is no savior of this team. Um, I guess they added Grant Williams, but I mean, you know, who? Um, yeah, exactly. And I really don't know about this team. Oh, oh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 11 seed for the Mavericks. It's been determined. That's what I think. Yeah, they're not going to be a good team. Kyrie's – I don't want to say he's over – no, I'm going to say he is overrated. Um, Dude hasn't been the same since Cleveland. Uh, whether that be his attitude or or not, I don't know. But, I mean, he, every team he goes on, is he has problems. So, uh at what point do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, maybe I'm the problem? Uh, apparently for Kyrie, it, it takes years to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think this this little thing with Luka and, and Kyrie works. I don't think it – I never thought it was. I mean, y'all can ask Zach. Uh, I said this when, when Kyrie first got traded. I said, I don't know if that's going to work in – it's one of the only basketball takes that I've ever made that I was actually correct on. And, and, and I believe Zach was like, no, I think it'll work. And ultimately it did not. I think that's the only time that I've ever said something that Zach didn't agree upon. And it was right. In terms of basketball. <laughs> that is true. Usually whenever your takes are, um, anytime you have a take, it's usually wrong. But, um, but, um, yeah, like I said, Kyrie, I guess he's just at this point cancer. Um, you know, I guess ever since the flat earth thing came out, I don't know, he just hasn't been the same. Um, mm. Yeah, weird guy, good player, weird guy. I don't know. He's just more concerned. Is he even um, a good player anymore? I, I think he is. Mm. Um, I think he's an odd fit next to Luka, kind of. Because, uh, you know, I'd like to say, I like, I like Luka as the true point to that team. And you're, you're, it's kind of weird to have Kyrie also on that team that was, if you have another true point guard. Yeah, that was my whole issue with with that team was the usage percentages and uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, even if the Luca Kyrie thing works out, that's um, I have to question their death. And honestly, that's probably the biggest question mark to me. Uh, I think Luca and Kyrie are good players. I just don't. I hate their death. It's um, it's trash. Their but death? I know. Depth, their depth, mm-hmm. um, their depth is death to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was last season. It will be again this season. They didn't do crap to address that this season. So here we are. Um, and the last team in this conference, I'm sorry, in this division in the Western Conference, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I have them making the play in this year. Uh, yeah, this team never stays healthy. They have a lot of good pieces. Um, as good depth too, but you know, um, some injuries to their core depth piece, depth pieces, <laughs> um, has them with some pretty big question marks already this season. And we all, everyone knows, Brandon Ingram nor Zion Williamson will play fifty games 
So how can you trust this team to comfortably make the playoffs? You can't. Yeah, I have them as a playing team. Yeah, uh, obviously as Pelicans fans, that's pretty tough to admit to ourselves. Uh, going into last year, you were a bona fide playoff contender. Um, looked at as if you didn't make the playoffs, you were you were a failure, and we were failures last year as a team. Um, again, that it's really tough to admit admit that to ourselves. But at the end of the day, uh, they need to be better out better. All around, uh, CJ needs to play better. Uh, Willie needs to coach better. Zion needs to play more. Bi needs to play more. Um, Jonas needs to find a role again. Uh, there's a there's a lot of pieces that that kind of need need some work for them to get back to that that bona fide playoff status. And uh, I don't I don't necessarily see it getting fixed in a year, especially with some key pieces already down. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention they have a new um, coaching system now, too, under Willie Green. Uh, Willie Green's finally got the coaches that he wants um, under his uh, under his belt now. So, yeah, I mean, essentially you're going to be watching another uh, growth year, I guess, for the Pelicans. I don't know. It's going to be weird. But we'll move on to the Pacific Division. Um, God, I'm, I'm tired of hearing – I'm tired of seeing growth years, though. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it'll be a growth year. I mean, I think pretty much they're running it back. But um, like I said, super weird with the injuries and just the history of injuries with that team. So I don't know. We'll see about that team. But um, a team that you know, speaking of, has uh, some changes. The Phoenix Suns, uh, Pacific Division here, the Western Conference. Yeah, I think the Suns are obviously Western contenders. Um, shoot. Um, I think they uh, they have the pieces to make it to the conference finals. Not sure if they can get it uh, past there, but I think they should be able to get there. Um, offensively, uh, the team's going to be almost unstoppable. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I so said, you go out and get Bradley Beal. Um, obviously, you have Kevin Durant. Obviously, uh, you get rid of DeAndre Ayton, but you get Bradley Beal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Western Conference Finals for the Phoenix Suns. I think they're a good team. Uh, Frank Vogel is going to come in, um, maybe write the ship to get them to a championship or at least attempt to. But um, it's a good sign for if you're Phoenix Suns fans. Like the new management comes in and it's just like, you know, turning the whole ship upside down, showing they don't care about tax, which is what you like to see as a fan, you know. I mean, you won't have to pay the tax. The owner does. So, I mean, <laughs> hey, um, let them. Like I said, obviously, you know, the, these, this owner, the new ownership cares about having a winning team. So, um you know, and they actually got some decent depth pieces. Depth pieces. This isn't, you know, one of those crazy teams. Huh? I mean, I'm saying depth the whole. I'm saying depth. I guess yeah, I, I got to like really articulate it for you to hear it. That's why I'm like depth. Oh, but, maybe um, so. It, it sounds like death. But um, yeah. I mean, they got some good depth on them, but they just, I don't know. They don't have like the deepest bench in the Western Conference. That may hurt them in the regular season. I don't think it's going to hurt them too much in the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, Western Conference Finals for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, now you got Bradley Beal as your third offensive scoring option. Uh, he's never been defended by anybody but the team's best defender. So, I, I expect a big year from Bradley Beal. Uh, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, obviously elite scoring scores. Um, 
they will do numbers. Yeah, like like Zach said, the only thing I'm concerned about is the lack of depth. Depth. God, now you got me saying it. Um, but again, in the playoffs, I don't think that really matters. I think they brute force their way through through the playoffs. And I think they end up in the conference finals, if not the finals. Yeah, all right. We're well, moving on to another team in the division, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they go out, uh, get rid of Jordan Poole, get Chris Paul. Um, pretty solid positional upgrade there. Uh, I think the Warriors make the playoffs, obviously. Um, and I think they'll probably do damage. I think they'll easily make it to the second round. Um, yeah, I think they make it to the second round of the playoffs. It's going to be hard to – I don't know. i like to see Chris Paul work with this team. Obviously, he's going to be the biggest guy off the bench. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, give me a second round of the playoffs with the Warriors. Um, not much has changed for this team, so not much more to say. Yeah, I think the biggest thing being that Chris Paul is willing to come off the bench, and I, I think that's a that's a big thing for him. Um, obviously, no no future Hall of Fame player wants to come off the bench, but the fact that he's willing to do so uh, shows a lot about his character. Let me phrase that. Shows a lot about how much he wants to win. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, I, they'll they'll definitely make the playoffs. I'm I'm struggling to f- try to think how many. Uh, third round, no second round, second round, second round, second round team. They can't win with the Chris Paul curse. Yep, that's a good point. Forgot about that. Uh, we'll move on to the Los Angeles uh, first Los Angeles team here. Uh, we'll say the Lakers. Um. Yeah, they made some good moves in the offseason. Uh, truth be told, I hate saying that. I don't really like the Lakers. Um, Austin Reeves, uh, very, uh, very good addition. I say addition, but, you know, they, his coming out party last season was uh, very uh, – it was welcomed with open arms by Lakers fans. Uh, they go out and get Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, some um, some key guys. They got Jared Vanderbilt. Like I said, they got they – got, you know, obviously, you know the Lakers – and their whole, you know, however long they've been in organization, they've always been about going and getting the names. And they have them, and I think there's some good names. Um, I don't think in the Western Conference they're true championship contenders. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they are. I don't know. If you like a value, you know, in terms of betting, if you like a value play, I think they're a good bet for your championship winner. And, you know, I mean, who knows, maybe they, they upset some teams. I don't think they do, personally. I think they probably get booted in the second round. Um, but... Good team. Um, Got to like them if you're a Lakers fan. Got to hate them if you're not. Um, but, yeah, I think they make it to the second round. I don't think they make it past that. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right. Nice. All right, move on to the lesser of the L.A. teams, the Clippers. Um, Greater of the two L.A. teams. Yeah, this is a strange Clippers team because – now that load management, or there's an anti-load management rule, um, you know, all of a sudden we, um, out of the woodworks come Kawhi and Paul George saying, oh, that, that's that's a load of, you know, of um, bull. Uh, you never hear those two guys ever talk in the offseason. <laughs> Here they are <laughs> saying load, load, you know, anti-load management should be abolished already. Uh, that kind of goes to show where their headspace is, or, you know, they may still be, like, having to deal with injuries. Uh, yeah, this Kawhi Leonard Paul George saga isn't turning out how the Clippers had hoped it would, and I, th- I got to imagine it's going to continue more or less in the same way. Uh, 
you know, straight they're they're a hard team to back. I um, mean, you got what Russell Westbrook, who you know you let him play in his true position, and he did good as opposed to how he was in the Lakers. Um, you know, I mean, five years of Kawhi Leonard already. Damn. Five years. Yeah, that's just crazy. <sighs> yeah, um, I mean, six seed. No playing team for the Clippers. They're a playing team. I just I can't I can't comfortably back this Clippers team. They deal they deal with injuries as much as any other team, more than any other team. Um so yeah, I have to I don't know, I have to say the Clippers are a playing team. Yeah, uh playing team for me too. Like Zach mentioned, uh I mean their their headspace is solely on uh load management not getting better, so yeah, all right. Move on to uh, the last team in the division, the Kings. Um, you know, interesting team. I think they're due for some regression, though. Um, they kind of got lucky because pretty much everyone was able to stay healthy last season. Got to imagine. Like I said, I believe in regression. I'm a um, huge statistics guy, and like I said, I think they're due for it. Um, I think the, I think they're still a playoff team. Um, I think Malik Monk is going to be, you know, probably your sixth man of the year. Uh yeah, I don't know. Kings being as high as they were last season, no. They got exposed in the playoffs, by the way. Um, I'll give them play-in status? No. I'll give them playoff status. I'm going to guess mm, – have I given anyone the sixth seed yet? I don't think I have. I'll give them the sixth seed. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I definitely see some regression. Uh, Sabonis is going to regress. I think De'Aaron Fox uh, regresses a little bit. Um yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you about the sixth seed. Um, I don't think they regressed to where they missed the playoffs completely. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll move into the last division here. Uh, we've made it this far, and we're going to start with the Denver Nuggets, our reigning champions. Um, yeah, I mean, what, they didn't they didn't change anything this offseason. So, yeah, not much to be said about this team. I think they're still going to be super competitive. Um, <clears throat> I still think they're going to be competitive in the West. I think they'll still probably be the team to beat in the West. Um, like I said, they're, they're, they're the benchmark of what your team should look like. A um, couple of superstars and um, all around good depth. So, um, yeah, give me the Denver Nuggets as a uh, one or two seed once again. Yeah, I mean. Deep playoff run. Why fix what's broken? Um, yeah, you got – as long as they stay healthy, they'll, they'll be right there. They'll be right back. And uh, – Competing for the title. Yep. Um, moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, another interesting team here. Um, like I said, they didn't didn't turn out how they were how they hoped they would last season. Uh but, uh, but for what it's worth, I think I think they're they're a playing team. I think they're a playing team this year. I think that you know they probably they finished like one win above five hundred, or maybe they finished at five hundred. Um, but yeah, Anthony Edwards. I mean, we saw him over the summer. Uh, he was an absolute dog for USA um, basketball. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I like I like the Timberwolves here. I like their team. I think they're a little sne- sneaky team in the West. Uh, but yeah, give me playing status for the Timberwolves. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ant. Not a big fan of Cat. Um, I think I think in a way cat holds him back although he's a great player i think he in a way i guess mentality wise he kind of holds him back um whereas ant kind of pushes him 
I don't see those personalities getting along for much longer either. I think one of them might even get traded this year. So, uh, give me playing status for them. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, give me playing status for them as well. Uh, same team essentially, except they add Chet Holmgren, um, who you know missed all of last season. This will be his technical rookie year, even though he was drafted before last season. He just got injured before the season, so he couldn't play. And uh, now here he is. So, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, obviously all NBA uh, player, uh, free throw merchant. In my opinion, I'm not. I like I like his game. He's smart, but um. It's boring to watch. It's like watching a wrestler in the UFC. You know, you got to respect it, but, man, you kind of hate watching them. But, um, yeah, anyways, playing team for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think the addition of Chet Holmgren will get them a winning record, and um, they're going to catch some people by surprise. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think the, I don't think they, they even make the playing game. I know Shea Gilgis Alexander is a great player. Uh, I don't – I'm not a big fan of Chet. Um I see some regression there this year, so uh, give me give me missing the playoffs entirely. All right, move on to the Utah Jazz. Um, pretty easy miss here for me. Um, I think you know, we've been talking about regression a lot. Um, and one guy on this team in particular, Laurie Markin, and I think he obviously he had his uh, coming out party last season, but uh, I think he's due for some regression this season. Um, they go out and add John Collins. Not not that doesn't impress me. Um, I have to imagine guys like Jordan Clarkson and uh, Colin Sexton are probably on the trade block halfway through the season, and they, they probably do get booted uh, to a contending team. Uh, nothing really impresses me with this Utah Jazz team. I have them missing the playoffs. Yep, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, they're not great. All right. Fair enough. Well said. Uh, the last team here, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, I think they'll probably be the worst team in the West. Got rid of Damian Lillard. Um, they're out of that drama now. Um, you know, uh, I guess unfortunate for you. But, hey, you got Scoot Henderson. He's going to be a fun player to watch. Uh, you got DeAndre Ayton now. Um, you had Drew Holiday for two seconds. That was fun. Um, Anthony Simons, Shay, and Sharp. Um, some of you good players to build around. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, should be a fun team, I guess, for years out. Right now, not so they much. Um, worst team. Malcolm Brogdon? Yeah. Uh, do they? I thought he was a um, pacer for, for some reason. Maybe he isn't anymore. Let me see. He was on the Celtics. Oh, wait. Was, did he ever play for the Pacers? Why, why, why yeah, do I think he's on the Pacers? Yeah, we he played for the Pacers. Yeah, he plays for the Blazers. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry for him. Uh, yeah, so uh, worst team in the West, Trail Blazers. Second worst team in the West for me. Uh, and I do believe, actually, Malcolm Brogdon, they've already announced that they're getting used as a trade piece. <laughs> so good mm-hmm. for Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's Yay. good. Yay! <laughs> I like Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's a good little piece uh, for, a, for a contending team. 3 and D mm-hmm. guy. Um yeah, uh, Trailblazers. Ain't much to say. They're not. They're young, but they're not going to be very good this year. Yeah, fun team. Fun team to watch. That's about it. There's going to be a lot of athleticism on the court. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. I said they're going to be fun to watch. They're going to be fun to watch. But um, yeah, there's, if there's anything else you want to add, uh, nope, speak now, forever hold your peace. All right. Well, it was a long episode, but we covered a lot. Uh, gave our NBA predictions, sorta. 
Uh, like I said, if we prepared a little bit more, we definitely would have done better. But here we are. Um, anyways, yeah. Anyways, um, thank you all for listening. As always, I'm Zach, and uh, you're listening to my co-host Peyton as well tonight or today, however, however, whenever you choose to listen. We appreciate it as always, and we will catch you next time on the Easy PC Show. Thank you, yeah. guys. Peace. Thank you.